0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Happer and Shaper. Says I take no joy in life.
2: I can see that. Coming at you live from Coppell Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me?
3: Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown.
2: On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. Happer and Schaefer here on 937 the Ticket and the Ticketfm.com. Nebraska basketball tonight. They are going on the road. First road game of the year. First. I was going to say first true road game of the year, but it's also just the first time away from Pinnacle Bank Arena for Nebraska. uh, As they head to Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina, lovely city. And take on North Carolina State tonight. Never been. You been? Yes, plenty of times I have family out
3: there. Oh yeah, that's right. You have the whole Happersville. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. The shady, (laughs) seedy, seedy part of town. That's right. Ah, oh, remember that day we looked that whole thing up.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, It's quite the it's quite the story of Happersville. It's not it's not that close to Raleigh, but it's in the it's in the area. That's for sure. Michael Bruns joins us now on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Hello, Michael. Hello. How are you?
4: Not bad. I've never been to Raleigh. Are you going today? I'm not. I, I will not be going today either.
3: <laughs> what is the last time you covered a Nebraska basketball road game?
4: Uh, I think it was the when they played in Kansas City. It's the Sprint Center or whatever okay. they call it these days.
2: Oh yeah, when people freaked out because they lost to Texas Tech and then Texas Tech went to the Final Four.
4: That's the one. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I that- think that was the last one. So, well, <laughs> have they played Kansas since then?
2: Um, no, no, that was after that.
4: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Then, then that would be the last one. Or no, I whichever was the later of the two, that was the last time.
2: Yeah, yes. The Kansas City one was the later of the two.
4: Okay, yeah. That was that time.
2: I think so. Um, okay. Well, what do you think tonight? Even though you're not going to be in uh, wherever they play in... I think it's the same home of the Carolina Hurricanes, I
4: want to say. which does, very does, it have a, does it have a nickname? Is it like the Wolf Den or something like that?
2: No. Um, no? I, I think it is officially called PNC Arena.
4: Wow.
3: And it's not nearly as nice as what I assume PNC Park to
2: be. It's home of the Carolina Hurricanes and the NC State men's basketball team. It it has also previously been called the RBC Center, which is what I knew it as. As a child. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the RBC Center. Oh, remember the old RBC Center? Yeah, Yeah,
4: yeah. Hang out at uh, the R.
2: What are you, <laughs> what are you, uh, what are you expecting? And, and really, it's an important stretch for Nebraska basketball. The competition turns up quite a bit. Uh, first true road game tonight. Uh, what do you think it'll look like?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm eager to see how this team functions. Um, you know, on the road when things maybe aren't going well. I mean, we've seen at home where this team has had to endure stretches where the offense looks way more difficult than it probably should, um, you know, missing shots, that kind of thing. Um, and, and, you know, the, the challenge for teams is how do you overcome those moments when you're on the road? So I'm, I'm eager to see how just kind of the whole dynamic works. Um, I'm, I'm eager to see if they can maybe shoot the ball a little bit better away from Pinnacle Bank Arena. I don't know if that's just a Nebraska thing that they can't shoot there. But um, that, that's that's kind of where I'm um, – What I'm going to be watching. I'm also curious to see, um, you know, Bryce McGowan's going against a a higher level of competition. I mean, I think Creighton was able to really kind of push him around in that game, and I'm eager to see how NC State decides that they want to try to defend him.
3: Which of of these two guys has a bigger statement game? Bryce McGowan's going back to the Carolinas or Thomas Allen facing Nebraska?
4: Um,. Is there anybody, I'm trying to think, is there anybody left that Thomas Allen w- would would really know, like, no. at this point? Here's, Armand so, Gates.
2: Here's the thing. If this game is competitive tonight, we won't see Thomas Allen.
4: Yeah, he barely he, plays. He barely plays. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I would, uh, who, who was the, the non-Thomas Allen option? McGallons? McGallons. I, I think I think McGallons. Um, it, it, it's, uh, you know, the, these, these four games are going to be really big tests for him, um, Obviously, he's looked apart the, the last couple of weeks against competition that, that uh, you should look apart against. And I, I'm I'm just uh, I'm curious to see if he can kind of get going from from outside with the shot. I know that's something that Nebraska has been working with him on. Fred Hoiberg's been working with him on. So, um, you know, it, these these are the kinds of games where you need your your star players to step up, and, and that's uh, that's Bryson Gowans.
2: Four game stretch. You everybody's gonna ask, so I am gonna be one of them. NC State on the road, Indiana on the road on Saturday, Michigan back at home next Tuesday, and then Auburn in Atlanta next Saturday. What does Nebraska end up with a record wise out of that?
4: I think two and two at best. Uh, I I would probably lean one and three more than likely. So that, that's that's. I just think those those Big Ten games right out of the shoot are going to be pretty tough. So um, that that's kind of I, I think I would chalk those up right now as losses. So um, you know we'll see what they can get done against Auburn and and what they can get done tonight. What's going
3: on in the background here?
4: Uh, just the usual kid stuff, as you would expect.
2: Sounds like it's going really well.
4: Yeah, it's it, this is actually going pretty well. So that's good. That's good.
3: <laughs> uh, speaking of things that have gone well, Nebraska's special teams.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we're not at that level if that's the truth.
3: No. <laughs> Probably not. not. Not yet. Do you we know that Scott Frost has been somewhat hesitant to just say outwardly that he's going to go get a special teams coordinator. Do you think when all is said and done and and everything happens with with changes, Nebraska will have a coach designated to coach special teams next year?
4: I I think you have to. Like I I just I don't know how you don't. Um, I, I know what Scott Frost has said publicly. I also have watched Nebraska football the last four years and certainly the last year. And I just, I don't see how you go into a make or break year with everything just being status quo with, with that part of the, the team. Um, I know that there's some thought that perhaps it's the specialists that are to blame. I think that they share in some of that. Um, you've also had eight different guys uh, attempt field goals uh, for for this team in the last three seasons. So, that, I, I think it's a mixture of personnel and the and the people doing the picking. I mean, it, it's probably the best way to put it. So, I think you have to have something. I think, obviously, uh, you know, Bill Bush being on staff now as an analyst, I think he's an intriguing guy. Um, you know, Ricky Broomfeld at, at Virginia has been another. Uh, Name out there. I know he's out still recruiting for Virginia, and is expected to do so later this week too. But um, just with the way that this season unfolded, the way that they lost games, and how close these games are going to be going into the future, I think you have to shake things up with special teams. There's just no way around that for me. And I think if you don't, I I think you're just uh, you're not addressing the real issues that you have to going into the next season.
2: What did you think of the Logan Smothers show on Friday?
4: Uh, I didn't mind it. Um, what was it? 24 carries is what he finished with. Yeah. I think that would be uh, a little bit heavy, um, for what I would like to see for a quarterback in the big 10, but, uh, he looked composed for the most part. I thought he made some plays. I thought, you know, he, he ran what he was asked to do. So, um, you know, does it change my thinking in terms of what Nebraska needs to do with the quarterback in the portal in the off season? Absolutely not. Um, but I do think that he's at least going to be a pretty good competitor in, in that uh, that quarterback race, uh, however it looks this spring. Well,
2: and I know some of it depends on kind of what's out there for them, but ultimately what do you think – what kind of quarterback do you think they go get? I mean, there's – you can bring them in with the idea of like, hey, you're going to be the starting quarterback or, hey, you're going to have to compete for – like there's kind of differing levels of it. What do you think their approach will be – as far as a quarterback, a transfer quarterback is concerned. Because, like you said, I, th- I think we all agree that they're going to probably have to dip their toe in the water there.
4: Yeah. Well, it, and probably more than a toe. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think the direction they go, a lot of that depends on what Adrian Martinez decides because you, you got to get somebody. But it's a much different conversation if Adrian Martinez is on your roster versus Adrian Martinez not being on your roster, right? I mean, you, you're, if, if he's coming back, you're asking somebody to come in and compete with a four-year starter, a three-year captain, all that other stuff. I think it kind of limits who you can get and, and the kind of guy you can get. I, I think if he decides that he's done it in Nebraska, I think that kind of opens your options quite a bit. I also think you know, whatever the, the mishmash offense that they're going to run next year uh, depending on the offensive coordinator hire is also going to, you know, be influence who they go and get. I mean, that, that's kind of obvious commentary, but um, you know, I, I do think that they need to find somebody that's, um, you know, a, a little bit more efficient uh, in the passing game. And, you know, I, I think the athleticism is going to have to be there with the run game. I think it always will under Scott Frost, but I just think you need a little bit more uh, efficiency from that, that position. So um You know, I I still think that whole question is pretty much in the air, though, and I think a lot of that is going to be decided by whatever Adrian Martinez does and also uh, whoever they end up getting to come in and call plays and run run the offense.
3: We spend a lot of time, and rightfully so, talking about Nebraska's offense because they're looking for new assistant coaches and it could change and they might have a different quarterback and all of that. Yesterday, Nebraska had seven players make – Uh, either an All-Big Ten team or Honorable Mention. Six of those guys have the opportunity, or at least, let's see, four of them are for sure gone. Two of them and Cam Taylor Britt and Damian Daniels could come back, but Cam Cam Taylor Britt we know is gone. Damian Daniels we don't know. Luke Reimer, the other Honorable Mention, he will be back. How confident are you that Nebraska has the depth to replace guys like Ben Stilley, Markel Dismuke, Deontay Williams, JoJo Doman.
4: Yeah I mean it's tough right I mean you and you kind of got a little bit of a preview of what that might look like um, against Iowa. I mean you didn't have Daniels in there you didn't have Williams in there and those are two real key pieces for that defense. I mean Damian Daniels controlled a lot of the line of scrimmage for Nebraska this year and Deontay Williams the last couple of years has accounted for a lot of Nebraska's turnovers so um, you know, you add in JoJo Doman and, and what he brings from just being a unique football player to that mix, it's going to be tough. I mean, I, th- there's not, you know, I, Isaac Gifford is a fine football player, and I think he's going to be very good, but he's not senior year JoJo Doman next season. Like, there, there's just no way around that. I think Nebraska's got to get a big body, nose tackle, that can come in and play right away, um, you know, whether that's junior college, whether that's a transfer portal. Because you know we've seen in the past what happens when you don't have that big body in the middle. It's really tough in the Big Ten uh, to stand up and stop the run. So you know they've got guys that I've, I think can eventually grow into those roles, especially in the secondary. But it's not a matter of you know just plugging and playing right now. So they're going to have to do some work there. I think the spring is going to be really important. Um, you know, if they can kind of keep the continuity piece too and keep most of the staff together. Uh, I think that's also really important, but um, you know the the kind of upward trajectory that Nebraska's defense has been on. I, I don't think it's a given that that's just going to continue. I think it's going to take uh, some work and some re- reconfiguring of, of guys on the roster to make that happen. All
2: right, Bruns, uh, we'll let you go. Have a good evening, and we'll uh, talk to you next week.
4: So, guys, talk then.
5: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
2: Michael Bruns of Husker twenty four seven. Find his stuff there, along with Mike Schaefer's as well. Have you heard? Mike Schaefer also does writing for the internet. As Sometimes his mom calls it. Should we do basketball now before we take a break?
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, as it as they have, from what I have currently seen from Nebraska basketball, I would not project them to win any of the next four games.
3: Which is the most winnable tonight. tonight? Yeah,
2: tonight. Yeah, so they need to, um, you know, I I think the physicality thing is going to be a real, real, real issue for them, and, and that obviously, you know, it's manifested itself in rebounding a lot this year, and um, but on the defensive end, especially without Trey McGallens, it's just. It's going to be tough for them against these teams that could really, especially in the Big Ten, that could really execute well and do it with you know bigger physical players. Um, you know, Fred Hoiberg talked a little bit yesterday about C.J. Wilcher and, and the presence that he that he kind of gives him. That's a that's a sharpshooter, you know. Who I feel really good about when he has the ball in his hands, and I feel like it's it's going to go in most most of the time, and that's a real weapon that he gives. But he talked about him as a little bit more of a physical guy. You just look around the roster, and there's not—I mean, they're all pretty slight, and that even goes to to Walker in the post.
3: Uh, yeah, he's who, he's undersized. Who really
2: battles? You know, and he's he's one of the you know one of the guys in the team who who um, I think brings you that attitude, that mentality. They just need a little bit more of that. If not, which I don't think that they're, you know, I don't think there's really much signs of it at this point. If not, they're going to have to be really good on offense, and we haven't seen that yet either. Uh, there will be games that they win surprisingly because, you know, they'll have a great night on offense. But um, I don't know. The next four look tough for me, man. They, they do. NC State, Indiana, Michigan, and Auburn. Yeah, um, if
3: you were if you were gonna grab one, it'd be tonight. It would be tonight. NC State hasn't exactly put teams away that are, you know, Colgate solid. They won that one by three. Bucknell, they beat. Central Connecticut State, they beat by double digits. Otherwise, teams have kind of hung around on them a little bit. Um, I don't know if you saw the video going around, and I, and I don't remember even who tweeted it, but there's a player, Kenneth Lofton Jr., who went for 36 against NC State, and he – uh he is basically—I don't even know how I would describe him, other than he—he he physically probably looks like an extra thirty-five pounds on EJ Liddell. Uh, he's who, like a six-seven. Who did he play for? Louisiana Tech. Okay. So they beat Louisiana Tech ninety to eighty-one. He had thirty-six points, seventeen rebounds, and was just an animal in these highlights that I watched. Uh, Nebraska has I mean, nobody like
2: that, right? So they're susceptible to some of the same things Nebraska is. Right, and so what to. I'm saying is, right. in a
3: weird way, you probably have a little mirror image team. Exactly, they lucky. don't have a very good rebounder on their team. Yep. Um, they don't have a physical post presence. What they can do, they can shoot. And if it's a night where they come out and they shoot like they did, and uh, you know they go 11 of 23 from three, I mean. Nebraska can get run out of that gym really quickly unless they start hitting on their own.
2: How about this name? Uh, freshman guy will we'll, uh, give him a little bit from that shooting perspective. Turquavion Smith. Hell yeah! We need a Turquavion.
3: Kenneth Lofton Jr. is a six foot seven, two hundred and seventy five pound freshman from Port Arthur, Texas.
2: Whoa. Listen. To, listen to some of these. Sorry, sorry. Keep going. Oh yeah. Listen to some of these names. Tur- Turquavion Smith, Jericho Helms.
3: Yeah, he had. He was six of eight for three in that game.
2: There's a guy who doesn't play quite as much, but his name is Ebenezer Duowa. Duwona. Duwona. Ebenezer. There's an Ebenezer. And then there's Thomas Allen.
3: You haven't even gotten to Darion Sebron.
2: Darion Sebron. They Breon, have an Ebenezer.
3: Brion Pass. And then just imagine you're the guy named Ernest Ross.
2: I like Turquavion. That's one of my favorites that I've seen so far.
1: I love how you're going through all that and then you just go, Yeah,
2: and then there's Tom. Thomas <laughs> Allen. Tom Allen. There's to- you couldn't get any more. I mean, he maybe did if not
3: play against uh Louisiana Tech.
2: Maybe if his name was like Tom Smith, then that would be a little bit more normal but yeah that you know. just
1: reminded me of the keen peel where they're just going through and then the last guy the BYU punter John Smith BYU brunch yep. and
3: I were at a baseball game For Joe Quavion. Joe Smith came in to pitch the reliever and we determined that that has to be the single most common name I mean that I'll, you could get I, I, I maybe would, Mike Smith or like a Tom Smith because those are but Joe Joseph was, like, a really popular name in an era.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if parents started going the other way and were like, yeah, we can't really name our kid Joseph because then eventually it becomes Joe Smith and it can't be Joe Smith. I mean, yeah. but if you are a Smith, you have to name your kid something.
3: Yeah. So. Well, I mean, in theory, Dickway, you should always have to name your kid I, something.
2: Uh, my un- I have an uncle named Tom Smith.
3: All right. There you go. I
1: it's do gotta not be named something. have an uncle named Tom Smith. <laughs> What is your uncle's name? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Anthony Alvarez. All right.
2: That's not that abnormal, though.
1: Tony Alvarez?
3: That seems like a pretty common name. Yeah, maybe. My grandpa's
1: name was Gregorio.
3: That's awesome. No, that does not seem like a common name. Gregorio.
1: was awesome. I just called him Greg, though, and I was like, come on. I'm going to name myself Gregorio.
3: You're going to name yourself Gregorio? Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Or Turquavion.
3: Haven't you like named yourself different things a lot?
1: Turquavion Happer?
3: You are still... Fildarius Happer. Yeah, I was going to say. Fildarius
2: Happer. DeConner Happer L. <laughs> I've named myself at times. Terrible. What? I think it's great.
3: You get one name.
2: And it's Turquavion.
3: Nope. You're just Connor. Or Kurt. DeMornay Happer. Or Kurt.
2: So, like we said... Uh, it'll be a little bit of a mirror image kind of deal tonight. If Nebraska could find a way to get out with a road victory, it'd be really nice for them uh, because I don't really love their chances in the next three. But, now here's the, here's the, here's the good part about it. You get Indiana, Michigan and Auburn, NC state, Indiana, Michigan, Auburn, K state all in a row. You get to adjust to that, to the bigger body. Sorry to the physicality, that entire thing. Then you jump back and do a Kennesaw State midweek bye game, you know, that whole thing. And then you go into conference season. So maybe, you know, when you roll around to Ohio State on January 2nd, you'll be a little bit more adjusted to what you're going to see on a nightly basis in the Big Ten. Right now, I just don't think Nebraska's really ready for any sort of physical challenge. Probably not. I'll go back to the Creighton game, and somebody asked, like, hey, Fred, what, what'd they do with Bryce McGowan? How'd they kind of take him away? And Fred was like, well, they were they were physical with him. And I was like, huh. And that's Creighton.
1: Creighton's not physical. That,
2: that's Creighton.
3: You know, that was a couple weeks ago, but I don't recall them being yeah. particularly physical with him either.
2: They have, they have a couple bigger bodies, um, you know, normal-sized people. And
1: right, so that's you, a red flag. You said you think. This is this is like the easiest game that they have in this four or five game stretch. Yes, four uh,
2: probably because they the K State ones at home and they might okay. be able to get that. So one.
1: in a four game stretch, what is what is the absolute most amount of games you you could see them winning? Two, two.
3: Yeah, I could see them winning tonight in Indiana and then losing the other two. Yeah,
1: i I for some strange reason see them having a better chance against Michigan than Indiana.
3: Michigan has struggled but
1: Jawan Howard contract extension fade mm.
3: are you gonna fade <coughs> um who got extended well Dave Clausen had a rumored extension I don't think it's been announced yeah, not until it's signed but then they beat Boston College no I did the Mel Tucker
2: yeah one Mel before Tucker I was didn't signed. sign his yeah. and yeah. you
1: faded
3: him and it worked yeah I'm, so. it's four and oh well but you didn't you didn't I did the James Franklin one right but. If Dave Clawson was rumored and then they beat Boston College and that was before they I can
2: only Boston do College. about what I know. I can, I can only I mean, do I mean, I can't. But you should I send Tucker... every extension to you? No, but that would be the idea. Mel Tucker
1: okay. and James Franklin signed their extensions the same week, though. Right.
2: But I knew about Mel's first. So then okay. I so did, I the did Mel of it. and then I did James.
3: Okay. Technically, you didn't do Mel. You had the idea for it and then you did James.
2: Also, I would have bet against Mel anyway. Right. That, you I mean, were betting was, on yeah. Purdue
3: that day. I was betting on,
2: or Ohio, on State. Ohio State. Ohio State, that day. State yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so we'll see who's next in the contract extension fade. Uh, is it different bonanza. for basketball? Is it like a whole. Well,
2: Juwan Howard's in there.
1: Like a month, or is it just one game?
2: I think it's the, the game immediately after
1: for okay. basketball, yeah. As it is for football. I didn't know for basketball because, you know, it's you play multiple games in a week, possibly. Well,
2: Juwan Howard is on there because he signed a contract extension and then he immediately lost to Seton Hall. Okay.
3: I just want to say quickly and I don't want people to forget this. Go people, check out Kenneth like Lofton Jr. Chunk. He looks like Bartolo Colon at 6 foot 7 playing basketball. Chunk. If of the that year? is
1: not enough to get you, you're the chunk. It's
3: this is the chonkiest chunk. Year of, of the, the chunk.
1: chunk has been dead for a and while. It's not actually. the
2: year of the chunk anymore, but I appreciate a chunk guys. What is
1: what is 2022 going to be the year of? I don't know. I don't know, man. We haven't decided. Yes, we'll
2: see. Uh and Lincoln said happer said last night there was no way Ohio State would beat Duke then he predicts Nebraska would lose their next 4 games get ready for 4-0 December <laughs> the start for Nebraska ball. Hey, look, I'd be happy to see it. If they went 4-0, I think the hype train would be off the rails totally and I'd be very here for that. But um
1: I don't see it. If Nebraska's 4-0 in this stretch.
2: I just as I did
1: not see Ohio State coming back to beat Duke last night. If Arrasto's 4-0 in this stretch, do they jump into the top 25? Oh, yes. He
3: played for Team USA. Show him the kid. He show led to Team the camera. USA.
2: Look. Oh, yeah. You could see the outline of him kind of on the on the camera. What's his name? Kenneth Lofton Jr. Junior. Is he any relation to Kenny Lofton?
3: Uh, no idea. It spelled differently? No. It's spelled the same. L-F-T-O-N? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Kenny Lofton was not big or tall.
1: Nope. That means nothing. I mean, it means something. It means nothing. I mean, short people have big and tall children. Yeah, but
2: usually it's like this, a similar direct frame. Direct descendants,
3: it's a little unusual. Huh? Like a direct child. Like, usually yeah, it's a similar it frame. I'm guessing that KJ yeah. is not going to be real big.
1: You don't know that. <laughs> Look, Boban Marjanovic's parents are not six foot, and he's like 7'3". Let's watch all let's all watch Louisiana Tech basketball at my
2: house one day for Kenny I Kenny Lofton, not Kenny Lofton. This guy
3: was playing on the uh the USA under nineteen team. Like he's legitimately very good. He just looks different.
2: Would you say Jokic E in a way?
3: Uh yeah, but he's also he's slimmed up a lot from that photo I just showed you. Mm. That was last year when he was the freshman of the year for conference USA.
2: Do not forget about the Gus Bus.
3: Hmm. Mm. I've already forgotten about the Gus Bus. Never I'm here forget to
2: remind you about the Gus Bus. Still a thing. Very important to us. All right. Uh, there's your Nebraska basketball preview. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to watch, and I'm going to be excited about the potential tonight, and then we'll we'll kind of go from there. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back warm next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter, at Connor Happer, at Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer.